Okay. So to finish off the aircraft Twitter, which we've been talking about until now, we've spoken about Twitter as a precaution. Twitter as a way of asking. And uh, Adab, you know, there's always a mistake people have that they think that in Twitter they're not meant to, like, so to speak, burden Hashem with the, the small things that they need. Like, Twitter is meant to be a spiritual experience, or whatever it's meant to be. Why I should waste the Shem's time with trivialities. And it's a mistake. It's a, we learn from a passage. With everything a person needs, to understand it comes from Hashem. Why? Because where's the mistake? The mistake is in the mistake in the Muna. And let me explain. We said already in the first echo, right? That when we say that Akhadish Wafa runs the world, it's not just in general terms. It's not just the big strokes. It's in every prat. And therefore, if a person thinks that you know, my personal problem is so trivial that I shouldn't bother Hashem with it, what does he think is going to happen? Who's going to take care of it? Right? Hashem is not going to take care of it, so I shall worry about it. But if a if person has their munah right, and that is that, like we saw in the first echo of the Rambam, it is also everything, then there isn't anything he's not doing. So even if it's a trivial thing, the ma'asim still needs Hashem to be involved in it. So I'm not being matriachim, so to speak. I'm not burdening him with it by asking because and what's going to happen if I don't ask? It's still going to be up to. So, what, so it's not it's not a more of a tircha to ask. It's not like adab. If a person wants to say the, say the shema in small things, you should ask. You know, a lot of people always say that when it comes to shidduchim, they see tremendous siyad the shema. Which inference is they don't see that in other parts of their lives. Shidduchim is something you are. And the reason is is because when it comes to shidduchim, people know merosh they need that. You can't find yourself the shidduch. You don't know where to start. Right? So people understand the rush. We need to see the Yad Hashem and therefore they ask for it. Because Hashem responds. But the other things that have the, the, the tendency normally is people think you don't need to ask the Hashem. It's a, we have a way to do it. So you made it. The response is the same. They don't, they don't see it because they never asked for it. Right. And that's the the side also. So the bakash of Tefillah is everything. Now, the next part. That's, another, that's one chalik of Tefillah. And therefore, Adrab. Even small details, even small points, even there a person should ask because self self it comes the reason you're asking is because since you know Hashem has to be involved in doing it, so I'm expressing that awareness by asking. That's the next point, and that is the Hidah of Tvila. We spoke about why we started the Shavach because that defines for us the fact that we can ask Hashem. The Shavach is that Hashem wants to help, you can have nothing can stop him, and therefore that prepares the ground, so to speak, for us to ask. But what's the last word of Tvila? Tvila ends with the Haidah. Why is Haidah important? Why is Haidah important? So a lot of people will tell you that Haidah is important because it's good for us. Akar Satav is a good meta, and to be grateful is a good meta, and therefore we have to express Akar Satav because it's for our, our, our good meta, it's for our, our doing the right thing, so to speak. And that's why we even find the Torah examples that, uh, for example, there's a Moshe Benu, he didn't want to hit the river because there was a Ratayu for him, he didn't want to hit the sand because the sand helped him. Right? Not that the, the sand or the river or whatever is guiding anything, but it's a certain uh, middle within a person, the Karas that a person has to develop. Which is true. Uh, the, the examples from Moshe definitely point in that direction. That a person has to develop a Karas in himself. But that's not the reason why we why made we, why we, why we, why we, why we, the point of a Karas in Tvila isn't just that we have an opportunity to develop our good middle of a Karas and I'll prove it to you. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, the Gemara says that there was one, the closest we ever got to Mashiach coming. The closest we ever got to Mashiach coming was Chizkiyahu Melech. 
And Tancherif, who was a world conqueror, brings all his, all his vassal states. We're talking about the biggest army ever amassed in history. In history means until today. Right? Until today, if you look in the history books, they'll tell you the biggest army there ever was, was the, the Russian counterattack against the Germans in the Second World War. It was called Operation Barbarossa. They managed to get together, I think, one and a half million soldiers along the whole front to launch the counterattack. That was the biggest force they'd have. If you look in the in words of the Nakh, the Saad of Sancheyev's army, so it says there were 185,000 generals. Rosh Yitzhava. So I don't know how many each one of the generals are, but even if you take the minimum amount, that's the Israel Zani Asara of Asara people. You're already talking about 1.8 million people. If you're talking about more than that, it's more than that. So it's a tremendously big army. And exactly like the Nach says, the war of Agog and Magog will be fought by all the going against Yerushalayim. Which it was. They all came and camped outside Yerushalayim. And uh, a nice happened, Nel Pesach, which is exactly when the time of God is meant to be. And all the soldiers were killed by a Malach. Malach Gabriel came down, the Gemara says, and uh, destroyed the entire force. And if it is, just as an aside, to put it into context, you know, I, I don't know, the maximum amount of people I've ever seen at one time was, they say, 500,000 people. When they had the big canvas here in Vinayoma against the Supreme Court, they managed to get all the Kharim around the country to come. They claimed there were about 500,000 people. Rabbi Vajas was there. I don't think there were as many people as they said. And he definitely could have seen in one place because it wasn't a big open area, it was all over the place. But uh, it, was a, it was in one area. It was the whole the mountain going down from Yishalayim towards Krishachad. It was packed with people. Because I was standing on the bridge. You could see, wherever you could see, like hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands and thousands of people. That's maybe 500,000 people. Maybe. Right, so you're talking about something we're starting at least 1.8 million. We're talking nearly four times the amount. Now imagine the size of seeing an army like that, and they're all dead. It's like an unbelievable thing. So that was the closest you ever got to Mashiach coming. And what went wrong? What, what was Chizkiyahu and Menach's response? So firstly, what was Chizkiyahu's defense? And what was he planning to do? How was he going to like, take on Sancheyev's army? So the Gemara says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, that the way Chizkiyahu decided he's going to fight the Allah Sancheyev is by spilling, getting him to the entire. Getting him into the entire. The Torah will protect us. And uh, therefore, he spent the money for defense on paying for oil to light in all the what the midrash of Yishtayim all day and all night people learning Torah and it worked the schuss of the Torah worked and so how did Chizkiyahu respond? Rabbi said back to learning you see a nest go learn that's what they did and the Gemara says that Chizkiyahu lost his chance to be Moshiach then why? he didn't say thank you yeah he wasn't he wasn't Makhitav he wasn't he didn't sing Shira and we made it that it was the last opportunity for Moshiach to come in. So you see, it would just be that, you know, first of is a nice thing because it develops our midas. So there wouldn't be enough of a reason for us to lose, so to speak, the opportune moments for Moshiach to come in because we didn't develop our midas. He would have been yes. He was completely worthy of being Moshiach. So why he was a direct descendant of David al-Melech, he was a Tariq, he was a Novi, everything he needed. So why is it that maybe that's a chisone in his midas and therefore he can't be Moshiach? It didn't, if it was a chisar, it didn't happen then. It wasn't something, you know, if it was a chisar, it means it was always a chisar. If he was planned to be the Mashiach, it means he was ready for it. It wasn't like now he took a step backwards. So what's, Ella, what was wrong? What, what was the problem with not sh- singing Shira? So here we see an inside, and that is that Hoida, thanking a Kaddish Baruch Hu, is not just for us. 
there's a there's a point of doing it which is important in its own right, and that's as a part of our tefillah. Probably the best I'm talking about is Hanukkah because that's the whole takan of Hanukkah. As opposed to other Yom Tovim, the kviyas of Hanukkah of Zvakov Shemayit and Hanukkah are lahoides or lahada. The whole point of Hanukkah is lahoides, and therefore what we what we meant to be doing is focusing on the of the element of tefillah, which is hoda, which is why Analysis comes in hoda. Right, all the other Yom Tovim, when you when you want to mask the Yom Tov, you don't say. Right, Shab, Yom Shchodesh, Yom Tov, whatever it's going to be, it's always in the say. Daf when it comes to Halal and and the Purim, it's it's part of the Hoda. So it's it's Muska and Hoda, and you see the same thing in Berakos Hamazon. When it comes to the Rav Yovel, it's in Rachem, which is talking about the Beis Hamikdash and Avoda. When it comes to Halal and Purim, it's Noda Lecha. It's part of Hoda. Um, so the the, the the important point is that it's a there's a meant to be a focus on Hoda. Why? Why is there a chalik of tefillah? So, once again, tefillah always is an expression of emunah. Tefillah is always an expression of emunah. The hoidah shev tefillah is the confirmation of emunah. When a person says, Merosh, when I need something, Hakadosh Baruch, I'm telling you to because I can rely on you, then the point of hoidah is to show off that I was right, I could rely on you. That, and therefore, what I'm being moided to is the fact that that it, it, it was correct to put my reliance in you because you were a rabbi. Like this in the morning, rabbi monasecha. Rabbi monasecha. Why is it important? Why is it important? So we'll say it in a simple way, but then after this is trying to explain a deeper point in this. The simple chat is, it's very simple. When a person's in a situation where he needs help, when a person has a chisar, he's a, he's a problem. So it's very easy to look, think who can help me and say, I rely on you. Right? Because I need the help. And therefore, there could be a certain element of it's not real reliance because I need something out of it. So yes, I'm going to say to the person I rely on you because I have nothing else to do. And therefore, yes, it's an, at least I'm going to at least there's a certain saving point, and that is you're not going to turn to someone who can't help you. You're going to look for someone who can. But what's motivating that reliance? What's motivating that uh, that uh, so to speak, or something is the fact that I need the help. It's only after the Yeshua. It's only after the Yeshua. And then I've, I've been saved. So now when a person comes back and says, I'm being moited, I realize it's all because of you. So now, the, now it's, a, it's a real expression of Bitachon. Nothing's pushing me to do it. If I need a loan, that's it. I'm, I'm in a very bad position financially, I really need the money. So I go to a rich friend or a rich uncle, whoever it's going to be, and I explain to him because how much I really need your help and how much whatever it is, and because I really. And there's a certain element, the person, you could think that, you know, you, you're talking to me like that because you need it, right? But uh, if you wouldn't need it, you wouldn't feel that way towards me. So only you, now that you need something, so that's why you, so to speak, making it sound like you, you're lying. It's only afterwards, I don't need it anymore. Let's say you gave me what I needed and everything's good. Now the haidah is, the haidah is that an expression that, is, so to speak, makes it even more real, the hakara that I really needed you. Yeah. If a person's davening isn't, he isn't convinced himself. So you're right. That could be. Could be. Like that little facade. Let's say like like 50-50 chance Shabbos going to help. But like a lot of times, I think there's always like a little bit of a doubt. Yes, like maybe. It like, could be a little bit of a doubt. We're talking like even for a person who doesn't have that doubt. Even a person that is davening with a complete reliance on Hashem, the chol is something more in the hoda. It adds more. 
And that brings me to the second point. And that is, we say that the last three brachas of Shemona Esra are all Hoidah. Right? And the question is, where's Simshalom Hoidah? Simshalom is just a new list of requests. We ask for a whole lot more things. Simshalom, Toivo, Vracha, Chen, Vachas, Vracha, Menem, Koy, Shalomech. For Chen, Ovinu, we ask for more things again. Why is it, why is it one of the brachas of Hoidah? So there are a few answers to the question. But what's the Gaeta essence, a very beautiful answer, is like this. When, let's say you ask a person for something, and they give it to you, and you're coming back to say thank you. I needed some help to, to, no, to help me get, to get through my smicha test, I needed a loan to get me through a hard period, I needed whatever you were going to do for me, and you did it. Right? Now I'm coming to say thank you. By another person, the thank you is, I asked you for something, you gave it to me, thank you, and I don't need you anymore. And I just thank you for something which you've done. I don't need you anymore. So thank you very much. It's very nice of you. I appreciate it. I, 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 now, now I no longer need the help. Right? To say thank you like that is exactly the opposite of what we want to say. Because that's saying that we then we needed you. And then we then we asked you. And then you gave us. And now we're okay. So we're thanking you for the past and it's over. And it's exactly not like that. The Hakaras of Tashem has to be, we're thanking you for the past, but we've actually also lovely. We, just like we needed you then, we're going to need you in the future too. It's not a thank you and goodbye. It's a thank you until now, and we're looking to the future also. It's like, like the Buzzard says. Until now, we say thank you to you. But in the future, we're relying on the future too. It's not, it's not the end. It's, it's like a point to say thank you for what's been until now, but don't stop. And therefore, after Hidah, we say we ask for more things. The Hidah is Hidah, but it's not the end. We still need. Yeah. Explains to us the the two the first not even the first but two of the three points of Hidah. The one is why it's 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 the shlemus of him. And then again we say that the next word we say that hatoyv kedechol rachamecha v'amrachem kedesamu chasudecha in the past. Therefore me oinom kivinuloch. Therefore we were always going to rely on you. That's one. So it's a reliance that it shows the full reliance of that what was, and as a result, we're relying on Hashem in the future too. Now the last bracha of, of we stayed first, but the third of the three brachas of Hidah is the bracha of Ritzah. Why is the bracha of Ritzah of Hidah? That's um, Ritzah is also a bakasha, so it's a different kind of bakasha. It's, a, it's an unusual bakasha. We only find it two or three times we make this kind of bakasha, and that is we're asking Hashem for something we need. We're asking Hashem to be happy with something we've done. Be happy with what we've done. What's it to ask for? What's it to ask for? If we've done a good job, we hope Hashem's happy with it. What's it adding to Hashem, please be happy with what we've done? Right? It's, a, it's a bit of a steer in our way. Is it good? So I'll be happy. If it's not good, so then what's the, what's, the, what's the request? What's the point of the Akasha? The other time you find a similar kind of a uh, tefillah is in Shabbos. You'll notice always a tefillah on Shabbos is Ritzay. Ritzay v'achritzaynu, Ritzay v'nuchosaynu, whatever it's going to be. Ritzay means Hashem, be happy with what we're doing. And then again, it's the same question. What are we asking for? We're asking Hashem to be happy. If you're doing it right, you should be happy. Why, 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 why do we need to ask for it? By both of them, it's the same answer. By both of them, it's the same answer. And that is, there's a difference between something Hashem gives us as a chiyuf, as a mitzvah, and then if, we, if you're looking at it like that, then we, we do achil, we don't ask Hashem, so to speak, to be happy with it. We do achil, we do what He told us to do. So, we've seen it like we said in the Pasuk. We did whatever He wanted us to do. 
But there are some things that Hashem gave Kosher as a gift. That's Twitter as a gift. Shabbos Gemara says, Matana Tovi It's a gift. And if that's the case, the Bakosha here is that if you gave us a gift, so we want you to be happy if you're using the gift well. We want, we want you to be happy if you're using your gift well. A gift is a different category. If something's given as a gift, so you want to show the person who gave it to you that you're using it properly, then you should be happy he gave, he gave you the gift. And that's, uh, that, that's the, the idea of asking for it, say. Let's talk about Shabbos. Shabbos was given to Kaisha as a gift. But is something which is not specifically the to Kaisha, it's the to Bresa Oilam. But Hashem said to Moshe, Matana Tovi Yeshiva Baitsknaz, I have a Shabbos, I have a gift for Shabbos, I'm giving it to Kaisha. So, we keep, we take Shabbos and we ask Hashem, Hashem, we want you to be happy with how, we, how, we, how we're using the gift you gave us, if we're using it well. And that's why we say Ritzay. Why is it part of Hoidah? Because the Bakasha of Ritzay is the Hoidah for the gift. If someone gives you a gift, how do you say thank you for the gift? Or shall I use it? And then it was worth giving it to me because you see I'm using it well. Right, someone gives you a safer and you need to stay, gather this dust in the bookshelf for, for, for years. You know, I think it's a bit of a waste of time. What do I give him the safer for? But if you give someone a safer and he sits and he learns it and he has Hazar in it and it's something he always is involved in, so I think it was a good gift. Right? The Akharis are for a gift is to show I'm using what you gave me. And therefore, when you say to Hashem, Hashem, be happy with what you're doing with a gift, it's the way of saying thank you. How, what, how do we say thank you for Shabbos? By using Shabbos. We're thanking for the gift. Look, we're using the gift. We're happy, look, we should be happy that we're using it well. It is also a gift. The fact that we can dive into Hashem. Now, the Apostle says, this is a gift Hashem gave to Israel. The gift is given to Kaishal that Hashem always doesn't forget us. So we use the Tfilah, Hashem be happy. In other words, we're saying thank you for you for giving us Tfilah, but Hashem, we love you. If Hashem would give us the gift to Davin, we never use it. So we're going to waste of a gift. But we're using the gift. We're using the gift. That's the Hakar Satov. And that's why it says it's also part of the Brahma of Hakar Satov. The way we say thank you for a gift is by using the gift. And therefore, when it comes to Twitter, we, uh, we've davened, we, it's at the end of that, we've davened. So now we turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, we show you using the gift. You should be happy with it, that we're using the gift. That's how we're being makit over for it. Those are the three parts of uh, the Brahma of Edo. Just follow through the end of the bracha. Second, I did it. So we lost. The other gift we should not have anymore is avoda. So once we're ready, think. So if we show we use the gift to give us well, so we ask Hashem to give us the other gift back. We took away from us. So that's that is kind of a bakasha. It's a bakasha, but it's not meant to be a bakasha. It's meant to be that it's not a brach of bakasha. We've asked for this a few times already. Right. Now we're saying is that which other gifts do we have? Did we did we have? We don't have anymore. In fact, the shkina was here was a gift. And we lost that one. So we made it, we asked him to that back again. Uh, and therefore we say, if we're happy with what you did, with, with how we're doing, Hashem, then if that's the case, because we should go back to that gift also, which kind of being The first can ask the question. What happened was, the person that was benching on the Chaydesh, and he said, Yad and he finished off so the question is, are you yet to the bracha like that? Because the bracha is about uh, the bracha and benching, rachem is also about Yishlein. So maybe he's yet to with that bracha. And the person will say, no. Two different brachas. If one bracha burns Yishlein, we say Yishlein also. And Yishlein, right? That's one bracha. One does another one, Machzish, Nasim, Tzim. It's talking about two separate things. 
when you ask a bakasha to ask Hashem to rebuild your shenai, that's one thing. Maxim's pronunciation is either the gift that Hashem had the shenai, which is sent down to sent down to this world, and was taken away again to ask Hashem to restore the gift. But you're not yet to one bracha or the other bracha. Two separate things. I'm not sure this is right, but maybe it's uh, in the time of the second base of Mikdash, there was born Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was built. There was a base of Mikdash, but there was no Maxim Shkenosa. Shkenosa didn't come back in the second base of Mikdash. It's two separate concepts. And if we're not asking as a bakasha, we're saying is, if we Hashem, if we've shown you that we're using your gift well of Tefillah, so now we ask we should be able to get the other gift back as well. But that's the Agav. The Ikkah point in the bracha is, is the Hakkar is a toad for the Tefillah itself. Toad. That's Halal, uh, Hanukkah, Hoidah, falls in the category also. The Hakkar that there was a Nes, so we don't want to make the mistake of Chizki or Melech. The Hakkar was Nes is Nechayev us to, to be Makitobah for the Nes. And uh, we made it. That was enough of a reason on the time. We've been talking to the end of the